in my in my opinion, then um, then you know you can probably learn a, a thing or two about necessities and being and being convenient. We have a we have the human condition is based on we're just flawed, right? We're just flawed, and, and I am bad, and I have a problem with trying to decide what is a need and what is a want. So it's important. This, this conversation is necessary. It's a need in our, in our country where there is, um, hate being fought with hate and, and, and the political agendas won't be set aside for the, the greater good of our country. It, it's almost sickening to a lot of us patriots because we see we see that if we were able to just set our opinions aside uh, or our differences and focus on our commonality, our commonality is this: that we're the greatest nation in the world, and that we are have the ability to come to people's rescues at any given moment, and, and that's important because we have saved billions of lives from from poverty from desolation from COVID-19 and and the fact of the matter is that we're tearing ourselves apart from the inside out because we're focused on our differences rather than our similarities our solutions yes yeah we're all problem driven right here's a problem because you're out there in Detroit right and you have a lot of employees out there on the field how has this impacted to your let's say leadership and also productivity in your with your employees I have to tell you uh, state of Michigan is uh, a leader when it comes to safety and security of the people and care about people first our governor is doing again this is not a political statement i'm just saying that the care for the employees has been top priority and uh, i am just absolutely uh, so proud to say that the, to answer your question nikki is uh, productivity can, is uh, actually is higher than it was before they can uh, test whether he has, um, you know, um, there's a saliva test or the swab test that you do it in the mouth and the nose. And if he's shedding viruses, um, according to the, if the test is positive, then he can take a break and quarantine for 14 days until he can become clear and then you turn back to work. Um, that's all it takes. It's just a test that will take only two, two days. And if he's negative and it's just a, a regular flu, um, you know, depend if he's uh, he's able to do the work, he can wear the mask. It's no no problem. Um, he can continue. Uh, so that's something has to be recommended by his doctor to whether he can okay. go back to work or not. They may have underlying disease and they may be vulnerable to end up with um, complications of COVID-19 and, and severe disease. When you hire people, make sure they have the kind of traits and characteristics. What's going on right now in your in your region, in Netherlands? Yes. So, uh, how are uh, they responding to this? Yes, exactly. So two years ago, uh, my region, Nijmegen, was the green capital of Europe, 2018. Um, each year, there's a green capital in each state, uh, each member state. They select one. 
And today, nowadays, uh, like Mr. Burke also said, there's also a lot of opportunities uh, working digitally, remotely from laptop, via Zoom, via video call. Uh, so for me, uh, personally, it doesn't affect me at all. But if I look at the surroundings uh, behind me, my family, my friends, they really get struck by this, this pandemic. And it's really sad to see. Uh, but when I think of the word recovery, I think about young people taking leadership, um, getting educated on the subjects, getting educated on sustainability, SDGs, you know, the, the possibilities of local engagement, you know, uh, networking with businesses, governments and society. How can I strengthen my community instead of protesting against the government? First, we need to see what are the opportunities that we have. And from there on, as a young leader, as a young student, um, a network with different policymakers, uh, experts from a local perspective, and then go into action with a certain project or a networking event, and just have a dialogue on this issue instead of protesting against governments and, and stuff like this. Because I think also Mr. Burke also said, like, you can't fight hate with, with hate. You have to fight it with a different kind of mindset. It's all a mindset, actually. Uh, um, if you think about it, a lifestyle, a behavior change of a person, but also on society in general. And that's what I noticed as well um, in my country, in the Netherlands. I'm from the Netherlands. It has been announced the European Green Deal last year in December 2019 by Frans Timmermans. He is the vice uh, chairman of the European Commission. And he announced his Green Deal and he sees opportunities right now because everything is in a state of, you could say, chaos to rebuild uh, something more sustainable on the basis of uh, this pandemic. And so I'm sharing on the screen ways to protect yourself, basically, from COVID. I believe all these guidelines, it's it's part of um, protection, yeah, social distancing, wearing the mask, especially covering the mouth. And now, whether is it uh, practically to cover your nose for a long period of time, um, there's a lot of people having a hard time covering their nose because they may have some um, underlying disease, especially cardiovascular. But at least the mouth needs to be covered indoor. You don't cover it outdoor. If you're outdoor, don't wear the mask. It's a waste of time. So if we can create a, a very informative, educational, and hey, it is going to happen to you if you don't, um, you don't pay attention, right? To the signs and symptoms and do a self-evaluation, uh, but, but make it entertaining, yeah. catchy for our youth. And, and that's that's the only feedback that I have. And again, but, all right, I have a question that you guys I put on the screen. If you want, it's important for us to continue talking about just that, you know, the financial support side of it. So that's a summary conversation that I'd like to continue on. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, I think, you know, preparedness and training are really the bedrock for our own safety. I mean, I, I hear this from everywhere right now. I mean, just self-sufficiency, self-reliancy, right? I heard it from Dr. Burt. Uh, there is a good, good quote that I'd like to share with you all here. Plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. Dwight Eisenhower say that. Um, time is running out, I think. I think it's already 12 o'clock noon here. Challenges and problems, you guys, uh, happen for us and not to us. So it's the way that we respond. Uh, I think at the beginning of this session that the Berg stated very well that challenges it is the need, right? Challenges make us grow and sculpt us. What matters most is really our mental and social fitness, I call it, right? It all starts with the mindset. How we're going to exactly. respond to the challenges, right? Uh, 
to the longevity to humanity here to sustain to sustain on this planet you know you know find better ways to overcome some of the challenges uh we need the ethical leadership as we stated earlier also right we cannot achieve this environmental or planetary sustainability without achieving our own personal sustainability we are the role models for our next generation i think ramon will uh, agree with me on that i hope that we can learn together yeah right in finding ways to avoid and reduce the set of risks and challenges that we face that we must unite together it just makes more sense now the conversation was a little bit different then okay Hi, I can't hear you, Capel. Everyone, a panelist. 
Yes. All right, so I want to talk right now. Uh, there's a lot of things we're going to discuss this morning. First of all, thank you, gentlemen, for uh, all of my guests also, uh, especially my, my panelists this morning. Thank you so, so very much. It's good to be here with you all. I, uh, <laughs> it's way better than... Um, Actually, it's very better than traffic in LA, you know, just sitting around here in front of the camera for Zoom meetings, right? We'll start now. It will be very interactive and conversational through the session. So, but uh, at any time, the audiences have any questions, please do so. Uh, write your questions in the chat box and we will, you know, revert back to those questions at a given time. I believe it's going to be at the very end of this conversation. Uh, at any time, just, you know, if you'd like to raise your hand, we'll go ahead and attend that, all right? So, how are you guys doing, panelists? Doing great. Okay, good. <laughs> all right, great. Conversations were a little bit different back then, you know, uh, before COVID. This about disaster preparedness and sustainability was a little bit different. Now we're in the COVID situation pandemic globally, we need to consider, you know, continuing this conversation, we recognize the entire world from all aspects, right? Uh, facing financial and emotional and operational challenges brought on by this infamous COVID. So questions always to that, what have we learned? You know, really, what is it? How the year has passed now? So my personal three cents on this education awareness is the foremost aspect integral you know point is the whole spectrum of the chaos what is the correct information uh on the virus and how are we gonna oracle you know post pandemic educating the public is very crucial then we have the business aspect of it and then the product is the correct information and then the personal aspect of it right uh this COVID has massively affected multi-dimension uh aspects in our world the health economic you know economic job security food security you know sustainability right how COVID has changed our world of tomorrow so completely and this is so very true sure we had had previous pandemics, right, in our lifetime, uh, in just over the past decades, but nothing like this. Uh, seven continents around the world, never been in history, human history, that we are seeing so much relentless efforts in focusing, trying to solve this single, single problem, right, as we're coming together with a solution. It's, it's incredible to watch uh, in just over the past decades, but nothing like this. Leaders such as yourself, ordinary individuals, American in history, human history, that we are seeing some of those around the globe extend themselves, you know, to combat this pandemic, uh, finding a vaccine. As we're solving this thing, thank you to everyone who are doctors listening, health doctors, health care providers, first responders, leaders such as leaders such as yourself, ordinary individuals around yourself and you all you know, to combat this pandemic and also the families, doctors uh, finding a vaccine as we're standing right now together, right? First of all, we want to say condolences to the families of health who have lost their loved ones. You know, then we have more challenges ahead, right? First responders, leaders are here. Uh, what are we doing? What do we do? Do we have infrastructures for delivery to this, uh, to the masses, to the public? I, I, I thought about this, you know, about a month ago. How are we going to deliver this vaccine to the billions of people? Do we have infrastructures in place already? Um, here's a great quote that I want to share with you all. I share this all the time. Disaster does not recognize who or what you are. Disaster does not re recognize your combat, this pandemic, or, you know, when you're 
of your age, your political status, gender, faith, ethnicity. We must come and unite together. I think we know that, right? COVID is crushing the party. Uh, like there's like there's never before on this entire planet, right? And say, hey, let's talk to our doctors listening. How can figuring it out collectively, right? As humanity, already nearly about what now five months and a half maybe have started unfolding before us we are seeing you know the families that uh, the families called reorienting reorienting relationship with the government outside world that's not recognized the way that we do business even to each other you know then we have more channels you know we're using right now zoom to communicate stay in touch with each other business-wise family you know about a month ago how are we going to move our age of political COVID is crushing the cost stay connected and communication uh we're seeing less polarization um and some here's a great quote that i want to share uh, like there's like there's never before uh, yes for the app political society um as we are figuring it out we'll present ahead of us you know that right companies are seeing you know maybe a few months as we define and work with the government outside the world so it's just unknown for all of us as we are figuring it out now five months and a half maybe going to communicate that healthcare, you know economy we are seeing you know family-wise personal rights taking that many more more restraint outside the world the way that we do now zoom to communicate manufacturing hunger for diversion for humanity yes for that the seeking civilization uh you know yes for the app or something none of us until the year end 2020 i mean these are just unknown for all of us you know economy our right to going back to basic manufacturing hunger for diversion end 2020 i mean these are just unknown way for us to take time to stop reflect right you know either and really we've the work many many more in the space that we share that we call the support system. You know, maybe at this time, it's a way for us to take time to self-reflect, right? To go in our lives. Maybe for us to go back to learn and take care of each other. And are here this all the time. It's not bad after all. And in some cases, because no more traffic, LA traffic for my case, minus traffic, minus travel time, it does improve what? Productivity and increase efficiency, right? Here's some questions I want to just share with you all here has climate change and covid somehow intersect intersected along the way in this whole thing right now what and how can sustainability expedite recovery how are we staying sustainable for our businesses our family our home front uh what are our strategies and tactics to cut you know to cope to overcome deal with this moving target what would we do differently i have some some um share screen here i'm sorry hang on that we can do to prepare for next time i mean now that we have some kind of experiences or blueprint right but for no right now you guys in all right but for right now um this is what we have you know this infamous virus is really disrupting our lives right our freedom and impacting sustainability so many questions that we want to you know we unresolved i mean so many questions that we want to ask right just to be answered hold on guys so with me here i brought in some great panelists and you know amazing panel here this morning i'm gonna show you okay dr matthew burke phd i think he is on here Retired combat veteran, show your face, please. <laughs> Founder of Ten Can Inc., a nonprofit. Hi, Dr. Burke. Good morning. Hey, how's everybody doing? Hey, good morning. How are you?
Hassa Halasan, a medical doctor, founder of Academias, and Mohammed Agrabi is from Michigan Department of Transportation. Good morning, sir. Can you show us? Yes, uh, it's, it's an <laughs> honor to it's an honor to be with everybody. Great. Thank you, sir. Good morning. Ramon Rahametan, all the way from the Netherlands. Uh, he's the co-founder of Circle of Sustainable Europe. Thank you for thank being here, gentlemen. Thank you. Must thank be you, late Nikki. for you, Ramon, right? Yes, yes. 8 p.m., but I'm doing good. I'm all doing right. Good. Excited. Have my coffee. I'll share it with you. Mr. Frank Kelly, business growth, career, and leadership uh, development at Kelly Consulting. He's all the way from Houston, Texas. Is he here? All right, well, let's start with the core part in the subject, okay? Um, I have some questions on the uh, on these things, and we'll start with you all in a roundtable uh, format. Uh, there are more viruses than stars out there, right? More than a trillion, a trillion, a trillion uh, out there. Individual just viruses exist on Earth. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that, but it is true. But most are not bearing into humans, and why do only some infect us, humans? right and here's a commonly asked question is how can I protect myself from COVID and I want to start with Dr. Sala if he is here hello Dr. Sala is he here are we having technical difficulties here with him all right I want to go with Dr. Burke on his all right is defined as avoidance of the depletion of uh, our natural resources right in order for uh, for us to maintain an ecological balance, right? The pursuit of global environmental sustainability. And is this something, I guess my question is this, what is that one piece of practical advice that you would give in respect to business leadership, such as ethical leadership? Have the fortitude <laughs> when you have to. That's my advice, practically. We have grown a palette of fine cuisine and we panic when we no longer have access to the conveniences of first world countries in my travels abroad i've seen a lot of hardship and i've experienced hardship growing up in poverty myself the sustainability factor is being ahead of the game to have the to have the ability to, as a leader, to not only lead people to the water, but to convince them to drink. Right. That's, that's a real big cop-out for most of us leaders is, well, I can only lead them to the water, but I can't force them to drink. I imagine most of you guys have heard that, that phrase before. So figuring out how to convince the population or your subjects, if you would, on the factors of 
eating spam when necessary and being happy with it. Because what it really boils down to at the end of the day, in my personal opinion, is being content with what we have, right? COVID hasn't affected me at all. It's affected our operation because of our donor base. Our donors are holding on to their money a lot tighter. And those stakeholders are trying to take care of themselves. But we train our, our organization and I, and I train people for survival. And surviving situations, pandemics, disasters, crisis, just surviving out if you're lost. Again, it boils back down to being able to manage. People call it mental fortitude. I like to call it spiritual fortitude. Having a positive spirit. Hello? Should I keep going or do or was my summary? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's, that's it, man. I, I, I don't get long winded. I, I try just to trim down the fat and just give facts based on my experiences. And again, I, I, I live on a farm. It's convenient for me to grow my own foods. Uh, I live pretty sustainably, uh, there's, there's a lot of different programs out there to where, you know, you can learn how to live and, and, and survive in, in the urban areas off of, off of minimum, minimal supplies. But if you're, if you're wasting food, if you don't consume all your food on your plate, or, or if you're, uh, you know, if you're o, o, obese, I, I'm just, I'm just, again, in my, in my opinion, then um, then, you know, you can probably learn a, a thing or two about necessities and being, and being convenient. We have a, we have the human condition is based on, we're just flawed, right? We're just flawed and, and I am bad. And I have a problem with trying to decide what is a need and what is a want. Right. So it's important this this conversation is necessary. It's a need in our in our country where there is um, hate being fought with hate, and, and, and the political agendas won't be set aside for the the greater good of our country. It, it's almost sickening to a lot of us patriots because we see we see that if we were able to just set our opinions aside. Or our differences and focus on our commonality. Our commonality is this, that we're the greatest nation in the world and that we are, have the ability to come to people's rescues at any given moment. And that's important because we have saved billions of lives from, from poverty, from desolation, from COVID-19. And the fact of the matter is that we're tearing ourselves apart from the inside out because we're focused on our differences rather than our right. similarities. Our solutions. Yes. Yeah, we're all problem-driven, right? Well, here's a problem. And when I'm leading people and, and they say, hey, man, there's a problem. Well, uh, until you come to me with a solution, I, I don't really want to hear the problem. And, and that's not... Mm -hmm me being callous, that's just me stimulating their ability to think 
through the, the problem. Is it almost like a parenting as well? First of all, you don't take sides and you want to hear both, both uh, problems first as a good problem solver and listener as well. I mean, you, get, you have to have those kind of traits, right? Absolutely. It's one-sided, right? You got to have to... And yeah, right, you know? it's yes, yeah. It's definitely important to be unbiased and and be able to hear both sides, and then to discern. I base my morality on on biblical principles. That's what I base my morality on, and my and my ethical behavior. Uh, you yeah. know, there's some crazy there's some crazy stuff that happened in the Old Testament. I make sure that I don't go out and, and start slaying people because, <laughs> like old Samson did in the Bible. I make sure that I, I'm able to balance the both of them and just love, just love. Right. I want to go back. Uh, I want to go to another panelist for their insights here. Uh, Sir Mohammed, thank you so much, first of all. Dr. Bird, thank you so much for this insight. But let me go back here before I lose him. What are the insights on in this area? Uh, because you're out there in Detroit, right? Mohammed? Yes, I am. Right. And you have a lot of employees out there on the field. Um, how has this impacted to your, let's say, leadership and also productivity in your with your employees? I have to tell you, uh, state of Michigan is uh, a leader when it comes to safety and security of the people and care about people first. Our governor is doing, again, this is not a political statement. I'm just saying that the care for the employees has been top priority and uh, I am just absolutely uh, so proud to say that the, to answer your question Nikki is uh, productivity can, is uh, actually is higher than it was before if you can believe that because people are not driving to the job yeah. site they are right. saving. I had this conversation with you, Nikki, uh, that basically there are a lot of savings in terms of time because our time, I used to travel at least two hours each way to get to my job site. And now I can do this from my home. So, yes, there, you know, COVID has added uh, some inconveniences, but in, in the big picture, it provided a lot, of, a lot of, for us, uh, the, the, the concept of sustainability is so beautiful because it's thinking outside the box. What we thought was impossible, it is possible. It is, you know, we're thinking outside the box, just like what Dr. Burke said, you know, we need to come up with solutions rather than creating problems. There are a lot of, of course, COVID is, is bad and we're going to address it and deal with the the health aspects of it but in terms of the opportunities that it created for all of us is enormous and i can go on and on and on but i'll pause and just come back to you and say uh we are doing well when it comes to keeping our projects on time on schedule and delivering the the services that we promise to the citizens and the people we work with You're in Detroit, right, Michigan? Yes. How do you feel? Let me ask you this. How do you feel uh, that you know people are starting to talk about second wave, second wave uh, business dis disinfecting play a role in this, right? So it's becoming a norm or standard now. Is that something that 
part of our business for ethics, you think, in the long term? I'm glad you asked that question. I don't know about the answer to that question, but I'm sure it's being thought of because, again, the concept of telecommuting was not a concept that is in our culture, but now it's being thought of as an option because it created an opportunity. It's just like the concept of the environment, what we think of when we build a building and we don't think about all the option for sustainability, we, be, we, we would be missed if we don't think about it because when we think it's extra and it costs more or we don't know if the employees are going to perform their jobs, the, the proof is in the pudding. People are working harder and performing better under the circumstances yeah. from a telecommuting concept. So, I mean, you look at these big corporations, they're all thinking this could be used for a long haul long-term solution so i am really excited about the opportunity opportunities that is given us to to do something that we before we thought it, it was impossible so COVID has opened up those opportunities that we never thought before i mean we never really thought about this before right i mean gone through in that's exactly years. right right uh, i want to pass the baton to Thank you so much, Mohammed, for that. My my pleasure. I'll I'll stay around if there are any other questions. Oh yeah, definitely. There are more. <laughs> Ramon, how are you doing out there? Doing great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, right. I just lost a little bit of the audio, so sorry that I didn't hear you uh, beforehand. But uh, that's good. We're good. Okay. Well, so what question? Yeah, I mean, let's let's um, continue passing that baton in regards to, you know, the, the COVID impact and sustainability. How is it going on? What's going on right now in your, in your region, in Netherlands? Yes. Uh, so, how are uh, they responding to this? Yes, exactly. So two years ago, uh, my region, Nijmegen, was the green capital of Europe, 2018. Um, each year, there's a green capital in each state, uh, each member state. They select one. And today, nowadays, uh, like Mr. Burke also said there's also a lot of opportunities uh, working digitally, remotely from laptop, via Zoom, via video call. Uh, so for me, uh, personally, it doesn't affect me at all. But if I look at the surroundings uh, behind me, my families, my friends, they really get struck by this, this pandemic. And it's really sad to see. Uh, but when I think of the word recovery, I think about young people taking leadership, um, getting educated on the subjects, getting educated on sustainability, SDGs, you know, the, the possibilities of local engagement, you know, uh, networking with businesses, governments and society. How can I strengthen my community instead of protesting against the government? First, we need to see what are the opportunities that we have and from there on, as a young leader, as a young student, um, a network with different policymakers, uh, experts from a local perspective, and then go into action with a certain project or a networking event and just have a dialogue on this issue instead of protesting against governments and, and stuff like this. Because I think also Mr. Burke also said, like, you can't fight hate with, with hate. You have to fight it with a different kind of mindset. It's all a mindset, actually. Um, if you think about it, a lifestyle, a behavior change of a person, but also on society in general. And that's what I noticed as well. 
uh, in my country, the Netherlands. I'm from the Netherlands, uh, which also has been announced the European Green Deal last year in December 2019 by Frans Timmermans. He's the vice uh, chairman of the European Commission. And he announced his Green Deal and he sees opportunities right now because everything is in a state of, you could say, chaos to rebuild uh, something more sustainable on the basis of uh, this pandemic. And, and what you see right now in the Netherlands a lot is they are really investing in digital solutions. So they really want to gather data from certain regions um, to then have an overview of certain problems that are facing. And they, with that data, they can implement certain solutions more efficiently instead of just doing it by, you know, finger in the air and just uh, guessing where the solution should be. So you see a lot of digital innovation in the Netherlands, but at the same time, it's hard to adapt for people to these circumstances. So there's, a, there's a, like, a, like a plus and a minus to this, uh, to this uh, pandemic. So we're flexible uh, with a lot of different new, I should say, new approaches, right? I mean, we should yes. be. We should be. Exactly. Uh, yes. We should. Times like crisis yes. like this, I mean, you know, we have no other choice than trying to be flexible, trying to be open-minded, you know, with with all our, you know, solutions, uh, possible solutions, approaches. Yes. Now, um, what I was going to ask you that education for me personally is very, very important for the young next generation, uh, and you are. Your business, what you're doing in Netherlands is really with the education, the youth programs, right? Yes, How, exactly. Have you been transitioning uh, or adapting to what's going on right now to go move forward to sustainability more so? Yes. Uh, I guess what my I, question. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, so what I noticed with especially young people, as you mentioned, um, they don't really know what the projects are, what kind of initiatives that are there, what organizations that are helping sustainability moving forward. They don't know about these, these um, uh, tools. So what I do, I have like an overview, give them a certain package of this is what we have locally in the community that you can be engaged in. So I give them the key, but the door they should walk in themselves. That's the big thing. The young people need to get to the door and then the key, they can open the door for themselves to be more sustainable themselves or to give their expertise to those sustainability practices. Um, so yeah, young people should really give, you can give them more opportunities, but you can also balance that with personal development. If you can balance them both, uh, like the internal uh, drive, ambition, but also the external uh, opportunities that they can be given to uh, express their knowledge and their uh, solutions as well. How is the school system right now going on? I mean, are they are they are they so closed? Or, I mean, are they reopening? Does that affect you to your there, at all? They're actually in, in Microsoft Teams is a really popular <laughs> popular word right now in, across the across the school. So uh, they're working a lot with Microsoft Teams now. Like like there's there's no need for like here in the Netherlands you have um, like one and a half meter distance like social distancing we have, and you have to wear a mask at certain specific places. So it's not that you have a to wear a mask like every single time, but at certain specific places you have to wear a mask. You can imagine for a young person um, in this hot on the heat with a mask, it's pretty, you know, young, you many young people, yes, <laughs> many young people don't even listen. They, they, they think like, oh, these are just rules by the government, we don't listen, which I can understand, but it's a different way of, of you know, doing your work via a laptop, via Zoom, you can just, you know, express yourself in a, in a better way. So team, Microsoft Teams is a, it's a, it's a golden uh, golden term here right now in the Netherlands at the education part. In your personal opinion, though, I know I asked this to many, many people that I have come across. Um, how long will this last? 
Just in your personal opinion. Yes. You know, um, the social distancing and uh, wearing the face mask. Yes. Um, I mean, how, how, are you, how are you feeling about that? I think, I think it will last maybe around two months, two, three months here in the Netherlands, that we still have these rules. Uh, because yesterday, actually, the Prime Minister announced that uh, he addressed young people to, to, to abide to the rules uh, on, on live television, Mark Rutte from the Netherlands. So I think it will be like two to three months. Uh, we still need to have these rules and social distancing. And especially, I believe that this is, going, this is not going to be the last pandemic. I think there's multiple coming. Uh, so, yeah, I think we should, we should prepare ourselves for that as well. Right. Right. Thank you for that insight. Thank you for that Thank insight. You. I'm calling uh, Frank Kelly if he is out here. Thank you, Ramon. Stick around because I still have questions. <laughs> We're going to post them on the screen, all right? <laughs> Frank Kelly, are you there? Dr. Sala? Yes, sorry. Yeah, I can hear you. Yes. How are you? I'm sorry for being late. Oh, we're okay. I pushed it. Thank you for joining I, us. Thank you. Right. Thank you, so Dr. I, and I see your question here. Um, how yeah. many of you have disaster kits? So this is the answer for this question. Uh, we already have uh, a compounding pharmacy in Florida, Amex Pharmacy. They de I designed the kits for them, which is using oral methylene blue photodynamic therapy to inactivate the virus in the mouth. I think that would consider as a disaster kit because you can use it to as a prophylaxis to inactivate those viruses because those viruses of COVID-19 does uh, replicates in the mouth, in the salivary glands. So that's actually the entry site. And then if your immune system is not strong enough, it progresses into the lung and causes the COVID-19 complication and death. So if you have the immune strong enough um, to battle the virus and preventing it from progressing, then you will become an asymptomatic. But if the virus is replicating and is causing some impact on your bodies and it's infusing inflammation, so you start having this mild to moderate um, condition where you have cough and a little bit of uh, fever and muscle pain. But if it goes all the way to the lung, it, it leads to pneumonia and cytokine storm. Um, so it's all about how your immune system is fighting it and that gives that manifests into those different stages of, of clinical um, stages of the disease. But this, this kits will definitely help to uh, decrease the viral load and allow your immune system to battle the virus and preventing it from progressing and, and become clinical manifested. Um, so yes, we have that kit ready. It's, uh, it's a kit that contains Metlam Blue uh, mouthwash, a light device, and also all the supplements that we recommend to boost the immune system, which is zinc and curcumin and uh, quercetine and melatonin. It included inside the kit. Um, so we do recommend it. Um, and if you want to play the video that I shared in the text uh, that shows um, just give you a, a better understanding of the plan that we think it will help uh, to mitigate this disaster. We Dr. Sala, uh, would you mind write on the facts on the chat box, uh, the sources that you just mentioned about the kits, please? Uh, yeah, so it's a compounding pharmacist. Um, I would recommend you to call his cell phone number directly. His Amex Pharmacy and uh, pharmacist who is working with us. His name is Dr. Mike Beamer. And the phone number is 321-301. Would you mind writing it down on the chat box? 
Dr. Sala. Yeah, I will go ahead and text it. Yes. Meanwhile, if you okay. want to play the video that I put it in the chat, okay. uh, we can watch it for it's only five minutes, and then we can come Got up it. with some answering questions. Yeah, I also post, you guys, um, those uh, questions earlier when Dr. Sala at earlier at the beginning of the I did not hear you. Did you say something? Uh, it was cutting up. Oh, yeah. I am sharing with you the. I'm sharing with you because we asked you these questions earlier, and you weren't you. You want to arrive yet? So I'm sharing on the screen ways to protect yourself, basically from COVID. Uh, um, you there? I, yes, I yes, I, and I all, all, all those guidelines. Yes, I believe all those guidelines. It's it's part of um, protection. Yeah, social distancing, wearing the mask, especially covering the mouth. And now whether. Is it uh, practically to cover your nose for a long period of time? Um, there's a lot of people having a hard time covering their nose because they may have some um, underlying disease, especially cardiovascular. But at least the mouth needs to be covered indoor. You don't cover it outdoor. If you're outdoor, don't wear the mask. It's a waste of time. Um, but if you, definitely with keeping your social distancing, even outdoor. Uh, but uh, indoor... Um, wearing the mask is, is critical, covering the, especially covering the mouth, because um, if you see Dr. Fauci when he was talking about uh, the, um, the droplets and he's showing them the clouds on the image, uh, there's a good video of that. It, when, when somebody sneezes, it shows all the droplets really comes out from the mouth, not from the nose. So covering the mouth is very important for indoor, washing your hands, all this hygienic uh, uh, protocol is very important but I think if you play my video you can have better um, medically understanding of the COVID-19 and uh, treatments that's that's available um, for, for, for managing COVID-19 um, so I'd like you to if you want to play it for five minutes we watch it together and then we can come up with some questions and answers from the audience and, and and all aspects of COVID-19, socially, economically, medically. Um, and I think that's what um, this platform is all about, right? Number two, antibody testing of the vulnerable people and allow them to resume work if they show positive immunity. Number three, open all the businesses and allow the healthy people back to work in order to speed the process of reaching the herd immunity level. Number four, antibody testing of randomly selected groups of 1,000 people to estimate the level of herd immunity and assess the efficacy of the recommended COVID-19 management plan by dividing the COVID-19 mortality rate with the herd 
immunity rate. Number five, viral inactivation therapies for the following patient types. A, positive PCR tested patients. B, symptomatic patients. C, asymptomatic patients who are in direct contact with COVID-19 patients, such as healthcare providers and caregivers. The viral inactivation therapies consist of combining oral methylene blue mouthwash and oral photodynamic therapy, along with polyphenol supplements and others, such as curcumin, CBD, quercetin, melatonin, and zinc. Number six, optimization of the body's health status from immune-boosting therapies and reinforcing the adherence to the recommended long-term treatment of the patient's underlying diseases. Education on healthy lifestyle and healthy nutritional programs is the key for all patients with chronic conditions in order to fight infections and develop strong immunity. This is accomplished through optimizing and balancing the body's immune, endocrine, and endocannabinoid systems. In addition to normalizing the nutritional and cytokine level using the recommended integrative and regenerative therapies. Number seven, understanding COVID-19 as a systemic disease and tackle its complication with reliable therapeutic protocols that will address this complex disease process, which includes pneumonia, pulmonary hypertension, high attitude pulmonary edema, acute respiratory distress syndrome, the cytokine storm, methemoglobinemia, septicemia, disseminated intravascular coagulations, systemic inflammation, systemic vasculites, antiphospholipid antibody syndrome, which leads to multi-organ failure and potential death. It is advisable to consider innovative and cutting-edge therapies, such as antiviral therapy, intravenous methylene blue photodynamic therapy, cannabinoid therapy, nitric oxide inhalation, anticoagulant therapy, exosomes inhalation, intravenous vitamin C, restoring vitamin D and six hormone normal levels, thrombalacin plasma therapy, in addition to oxygen and low pressure ventilation. Number eight, cognitive behavior therapy, which consists of a wide range of evidence-based cognitive and behavioral psychotherapies that involve techniques and strategies to address unhealthy thoughts and behaviors across many psychological issues, including anxiety and depression. Thank you for listening. All right. Atasala? Yes, and, and so if there's anybody has questions, welcome to try this again. That would be great. Okay, sorry about that. Can you right. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. If anybody yeah. has a, question, a quick question on this uh, piece of the video, uh, feel free to unmute yourself or I think, yeah, unmute yourself and then put a video on, on yourself so we can see you rather than typing it on the chat box. All right. Dr. Salah? 
Yeah, if there's any questions, um, we need to ask questions um, regarding um, the video and if you have any um, concern or um, adding things or uh, plans or whether it is economically, politically, so socially uh, or something that will be added, that will be nice to hear from you. Um, I have I have a series of questions from a pre from a pre uh, attendance question. So I'm going to share it on the screen, and any of my panelists would like to address and answer, feel to do so. Feel free to do so. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and start posting it right now. Is that going to be okay with you guys? Hello. Hold tight. All right, here's a question. What should I do if an employee from my on-site manufacturing field comes to my Okay. There's a question. What should I do if an employee from my on-site manufacturing field comes to work with COVID? Hey, Nikki, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you. Hey, so <clears throat> we can't forget that common cold still exists. So, you know, running around tackling people who might have COVID symptoms is it, it, it could get a little out of hand. I think one of the biggest things, let me see who, who, who is in the Netherlands that we're talking about. Raymond, is that you? Yes. So you're talking about yeah, the youth. So one of the things that, um, that I've noticed because I, I work with a lot of youth as well is kind of this, the video we just watched, I don't mean any disrespect, but it's, uh, it's too much information and it's drab. Again, I don't mean any disrespect. Please understand where I'm coming from and where Raymond may be coming from as well. There has to be a little bit more creativity in educating the young people who, from my, from my understanding, are one of the, the greatest people who spread the COVID-19 because they have the Superman complex, right? So if we can create a, a very informative, educational, and hey, it is going to happen to you if you don't, um, you don't pay attention, right, to the signs and symptoms and do a self-evaluation, uh, but, but make it entertaining, yeah. catchy for our youth. And, and that's, that's the only feedback that I have. And again, uh, I mean no disrespect from that video. It's very educational. Uh, just from my experience working with, with youth, teens, That's a solution that I would create, but I can't create it because I'm just not technically savvy. I, I, I'm an outdoorsman. I go hunting, fishing. I, I teach survival. I'm not a big yeah. tech. So. <laughs> My kind of person. <laughs> You're out there on the farm. I'm out here in the city. That's not fair. <laughs> but I got to punch out, guys. I, I'm preparing to host a vet, and I just wanted to say thank you very much. It was great meeting everybody. And, um, my website was plugged into the chat box. If you guys have anything for me, feel free to reach out. Uh, Nikki has my contact information. She has my email. You guys are welcome to send some information my way. Uh, 
I don't know how much I can help, but I'll, I'll do what I can. Thank you, Matthew Burke. Thank you so much, Dr. Burke. And we hope to see you in the next year. Thank you so much. All right, I have a question that you guys, I put on the screen if you want to, um, if you want to, uh, one of the panelists, answer that. Sorry about that. It's Frank Kelly well, I think I think it's so simple. He can uh, test whether he has, um, you know, um, there's a saliva test or the swab test that you do it in the mouth and the nose. And if he's shedding viruses, um, according to the, if the test is positive, then he can take a break and quarantine for 14 days until he can become clear and then return back to work. Um, that's all it takes. It's just test that will take only two, two right. days. And if he's negative and it's just a, a regular flu, um, you know, it depends. If he's, uh, he's able to do the work, he can wear the mask, it's no, no problem. Um, he can continue. Uh, so that's something has to be recommended by his doctor to whether he can okay. go back to work or not. Right. So he has, he has to go through the, the, the standard process, you mean, right? Yeah, testing is a swap. That's simple. It takes to 24 hours, 48 hours. And he will have the results, and based on that, whether he will continue or not, it's it's all about his kind of job that he's doing. If he's in contact with people, then he needs to take a break um, until he become clear from the COVID-19. But it could be those symptoms are uh, regular flu, uh, and if it's a regular flu, he just can wear the he can and he can work. I mean, he's not that degree of he can just wear the mask and continue his work. So this is more about it's personalized thing and. But definitely, I will not have a patient shedding the COVID-19 virus and, and uh, being mangled with others. Um, because others, they may have underlying disease and they may be vulnerable to end up with um, complications of COVID-19 and, and severe disease. Okay. His business is in Florida, and let me read it to you. And it's hurricane season right now, so what do I do? to know and prepare for anything to minimize disaster, protect my on-site employees. Any would like to address that, respond. Frank Kelly, are you there? Maybe Mohammed, Mohammed, would, would you, are you still there? I'm still here. Uh, I think the think? key is the key to follow the guidelines. The key thing is to know what are the some of the executive orders by that governor of that state. Because, I mean, obviously there is CDC, the uh, requirements or, like, you know, uh, uh, that you need to follow. But also each state has its own requirements and, and regulations because I want to be... Uh, uh, abiding citizen if I am going to be working in that environment 
just to make sure I'm not, you know, all the things that you showed, Nikki, that you have to follow. Obviously, you need to follow. But in addition, there might be certain restrictions. Like for us in the state of Michigan, we're still under work at, work at home. So we're not able to work in the, in, the, in the field, per se, unless we're essential workers or there are some exceptions. So again, I need to figure out what do I need to do in the Florida to make sure Florida is being hit hard right now and there are a lot of cases. So I have to be really pay closer attention uh, to, do, to be careful about uh, what is going on and make sure that I practice all the safety requirements and, and make sure that I am protected and protecting others. All right, so follow, yeah, it does help. So follow your um, state jurisdiction and obviously, you know, all of these things, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hurricane season. I think I think this is a great question, you know, I think he's very concerned about it. And, you know, I think it's beyond the, uh, beyond anything. I mean, we got double, he's getting double wham, you know, I mean, anybody right now geographically located everybody's getting their own part share you know share of uh, mother nature i guess natural disasters okay here's the next question in india what is the best resource for our business in india where most resources may not be available to sustain our business to respond that yes um I'm not really familiar with uh, the business in, in India, uh, so what's the best resource? I think the first thing, uh, like families, and first thing like families should should do, they should manage to get their finance in check, because I saw one of the questions was uh, how can families and, and and businesses how can they sustain themselves? That was the question, right. something familiar right. like that, and. I think the, f the first thing they should do is to get uh, their finances in check, like I said, um, really looking at their financials to see what is going out, what is coming in, and how do we manage to be sustainable in that regard. So the numbers are really important. I think uh, the second thing is important that, that you learn to research your industry, so the field that you're working on. So let's say a farmer uh, doesn't know really much about uh, the policy from the government at his level. He should really know some basic knowledge on those specific subjects so he knows what is changing, uh, which is really important. Um, and I think gathering data from a local perspective on the community in their industry uh, is also really important. I think in terms, if you're speaking on India, I think... Uh, you know, the country is growing. I know that, uh, really, really growing. Uh, it has the, almost a lot, uh, the most population from all the continents uh, together. So I think in terms of India, it's still growing digitally as well. Um, so I think it, it's the same principles that I just mentioned. Um, really get an overview of what financials coming in, uh, gathering data, resources to make strategic decisions. Thank you. but or 
Yeah, I think I will answer this question. This has to be, uh, can you hear me? This has to be a government question uh, to be answered. The government has to work on providing those stimulus checks, also providing those, extending those unemployment uh, weekly things so that those people are like this situation where they can survive. And it is survivable for some people to receive those checks. Um, so I think that's the only answer I can have for those people is to get their government uh, paying them the, um, the extension of the 600 per, per week and also the stimulus checks going to solve this problem. There's no really any other answers. And I think in India, it just, uh, for me, as from the United States, it's hard for me to come up with the right answer uh, because I'm not from India and I don't have the resources or I don't know what's going on there government-wise. Uh, but this, those, those problems need to be solved, solved and answered by the, at the government level. Um, and I think we have an answer here in the United States by moving those stimulus checks and uh, the, those weekly um, unemployment uh, uh, checks. Uh, you know, I think that's a very good, uh, you know, insight, a very good response. I, I want to continue talking just about that, the stimulus checks and the government, you know, extension, extending uh, support to the public here in the U.S. and also globally, uh, trying to find out what everybody else is doing, right, uh, globally. It, it is important for us to continue talking about just that, you know, the financial support side of it. So can we, um, you know, save that talk for the next series, if we may? My panelists will, you know, whether or not that you're depending on, you know, you're going to come back or not, right? But that's a conversation that I'd like to continue on. That's what I'm trying to say. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, you know, preparedness and training are really the bedrock for our own safety. I mean, I, I hear this from everywhere right now. I mean, just self-sufficiency, self-reliancy, right? I heard it from Dr. Burke. Uh, there is a good, good quote that I like to share with you all here. Plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. Dwight Eisenhower said that. Um, time is running out, I think. I think it's already 12 o'clock noon here. Challenges and problems, you guys, uh, happen for us and not to us. So it's the way that we respond. Uh, I think at the beginning of this session, Dr. Burke stated very well that challenges it is the need, right? Challenges make us grow and sculpt us, right? What matters most is really our mental and social fitness, I call it, right? It all starts with the mindset. How we're exactly. going to respond to the challenges, right? Uh, to the longevity, to humanity here, to sustain, to sustain on this planet, you know? Because I think sustainability... That's what you want. That's what you want. That means if you want to mute it. So how does it going... How, how is this all going to look like in the next 20 years, I... I must ask, right? Questions to consider such as, hey, uh, will our next generation can also stay prepared and be prepared, you know, find better ways to overcome some of the challenges. Uh, we need the ethical leadership as we stated earlier also, right? We cannot achieve this environmental or, you know, uh, planetary sustainability without achieving our own personal sustainability, right? 
we are the role models for our next generation. I think Ramon will uh, agree with me on that. I hope that we can learn 100%. together. Yeah. Right, in finding ways to avoid and reduce the societal risks and challenges that we face that we must unite together, right? While natural disasters, as we already know, have been around for, for forever, I mean, since the existence of the species of all of us, right? Uh, Man-made disasters as well. But why and how can we protect ourselves from these disasters? I mean, I've said this over and over again, you know, um, my past decade of my workshops and everything, people are just getting complacency. But what does happen to us, we start thinking about this. It just makes more sense now. The conversation was a little bit different then. Okay, so um, I want to share with you all some of the, these three things that I think is the major trends changing the way we view and manage the, manage the technological side of it, and social and also environmental. And I think we kind of scratch on the political also factors that's influencing, influencing our communities in the coming years, all right? So hang on a minute, let me bring you to that. Uh, take a while here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Nikki, am I on your screen? Hello, who's this? Frank it's Kelly, Frank hi. Kelly. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've been here a while. I just didn't want oh, to get yeah. it. Uh, that's okay. We've been trying to get the um, I know. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> I've had some problems, but I overcame them, so. That's part of resiliency. <laughs> right. uh, um, I, I have a lot to say about how much time you got, so you know. Yeah, let me go ahead and then uh, tell them about this. Is the you see the risk-based planning here? I'm just going to go this really, really quickly, guys. Uh, like I said, I mean, this plan. I have two, three questions for you. Hold on. Hang on a minute. We're already on top of the hour. <laughs> so, hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Nikki, can you see me? Yeah, I can hear you. So, uh, okay, good. I want to end this with this, and then I'm going to give the baton to you, Frank, a little bit okay. so we can close it up and wrap it all up. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Uh, first, I'd like to say, Candace, great job of patience. I saw you there for quite some time. Are oh. we 
Hello, Arlene, can you hear me? Yeah, okay. Good friend of mine. Okay, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sorry for that. I had difficulties with the, uh, the link. I'm not sure what happened, but here I am. Uh, here's what I, I got to say about COVID. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I wasn't around in 1918 when the Spanish flu came and we had the Great Depression. But I will say that it took 60 months to do the destruction of our economy where we did it with COVID in four months. So okay. that, that's a big ticket. That's a lot of people unemployed. So this is a massive event, and it isn't going to go away. There are a lot of people think it is. Look, you know I'm a researcher. I research the heck out of everything. I write, I told you, articles and stuff. So here, here's what the medical community says. This is not going to go away because everybody has got vaccines on hyperspeed. And when you put vaccines on hyperspeed, the average length of time to have a very effective vaccine for this type of disease is four years. So they're putting tons of money among the, uh, the people to do it. They couldn't possibly manufacture this stuff. They don't even have the capability to do it. Plus, they have to, to uh, develop it. So here's the thing. Whatever they develop isn't necessarily going to be the answer. It, it probably will not be a cure. It'll probably reduce the chances of you getting covid by some percentage point, which they don't really know. I mean, their uh, medical experts are very honest about that. So uh, here's the thing. COVID is going to be around in 2021. Uh, most of the medical experts say most of the year. This is a different type of pandemic because normally uh, uh, colder months is where they occur. This thing... Uh, exist in cold weather, in uh, mild weather, in hot weather. So nothing kills this little sucker. It even killed a dog the other day. It does not like heat, right? So should we, are you recommending? No, no. It, really? He, he, heat's not going to help us, no. So uh, it, it doesn't, uh, bo heat doesn't bother it at all. Darn, darn this I is I was a form. To look at Sahara. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, you know, so what I would, I, what I try to tell people is first and foremost, look, be at peace, okay? Very important for your mental health. And what's going to take us, what we really need is leadership. You know, that's my specialty. And, and I've been really working with people on COVID and other things because I know they want everything to be resolved as we always do in the u.s immediately it isn't going to happen and people that say it's going to happen are not telling the truth so uh, all the research shows this is going to be around for a while so you know in the asian countries they have been wearing masks for a number of years and so i i, I what i'm telling you is I think we're going to have at least another year where we'll be wearing masks for sure. 
especially in close contact with people. I mean, you know, outdoor events, if you're out there walking alone, no problem. But, you know, uh, it, it's going to change things. And But here's the thing. Look what Amazon did and, and companies like that to the retail market. They destroyed it. And yet they became what we really want. So that's not a bad thing, uh, I try to tell people. It's something that we need to understand as we evolve. We have predicted within the next 15 years that artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data analytics would eliminate 50 million jobs. However, one of the things we need is people that have a growth mindset. A growth mindset means they read, they research, they're always thinking ahead, and, and, and they need also great communication skills uh, to teach people how to do new jobs because machines will be doing some of the jobs that the other people are doing. The, the nice thing about uh, the U.S. and America, we're very resilient. We're going to bounce back. Uh, and I think most, most countries will. And uh, we're very entrepreneurial. So, uh, you know, I work with entrepreneurs. I work with large companies. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of entrepreneurial growth that's going to come out of this whole process. So that's not a bad thing because we don't even know what people are even thinking about right now. But look, look at uh, Jeff Bezos. I mean, came from a mom who was like 16 years old, uh, fatherless. I mean, well, the father wasn't in the picture. Uh, Cuban, uh, wonderful Cuban man, married her and uh, became his father taught him uh, the, the, what, what it takes to, to be a, a man and was great at doing all kinds of things. And so Bezos growing up realized, look, if anything's going to happen, I have to take responsibility for it and make it happen. So my philosophy is this, is that leadership is not where it needs to be. And you know I work with leaders a lot. And, and they don't necessarily understand what are some of the key characteristics of leadership. So what I'm trying to teach them is, first and foremost, when you hire people, make sure they have the kind of traits and characteristics. Uh, I did, uh, I think I told you this, Nikki, I did a lot of research on... Uh, emotional intelligence, I couldn't find it in any business book, so I had to go to psychology. It started in 1990, and in 1995, Daniel Coleman, as a psychologist from Harvard, developed the emotional intelligence uh, that we know today. Uh, Dr. Travis Bradbury submitted it uh, that was, he was a couple of years later. They both wrote uh, best-selling books. But what 
Bradbury did is confirm what Coleman had already taught. Uh, social intelligence is broken down into what they call four domains. And then underneath each domain, there's a number of different traits, a total of 12. So one of the things I teach uh, uh, people that hire is that what Travis Bradbury took Coleman's work, he took a million people in his survey, and they took the emotional intelligence test that he still, I think he's still attached to his book, if I'm not mistaken. And what they did is they took the test, and then what they did is asked the, the people they directly reported to, not knowing the answer of what they did on the test, where do you rank this person? Of the million people, 90% of the top performers scored extremely high EQ or emotional intelligence. You know, you know, I don't want to make the whole program about that, but it's something that is misunderstood. Uh, you know, uh, people want quick answers and, and they think they know. Uh, uh, I have many uh, clients that never even tested for it and, and still probably don't. Yeah, uh, the ones that I work with, I, I tell them, I'm not going to work with you uh, if you don't. Because if you want me to grow your business rapidly, I've got to have talent that I know that can do it. And so if they have high emotional intelligence, that means I'm going to be able to teach them. And, you know, I don't want this whole program to be on emotional intelligence, but it's a key characteristic in leadership. There are many other things, character, uh, resiliency, so many different things, but uh, I think uh, uh, the sad part is we spend $50 billion a year on leadership training. Millennials that will make up 75% of the job market in the next several years, and the top four reasons they choose a company, one is remote work. So... All of a sudden, remote work was growing, but all of a sudden now, everybody who knows nothing about remote work has been shot out into the field. Right. Yeah. Now, now the problem with that is there was a a, a survey of all these people that had been there a while. They say, are you happy? 44% said they were not. Why? They lost the sense of company culture. They didn't, they, you know, you know, when you're working remotely, it's very easy to get into your own little world. That's why it's important to have friends that you, that you can discuss things with, uh, have group forums. I tell them, look, it's important, and it's important that the leaders communicate with their employees. I have a lot of them that say, why do I need to do video conferencing? I said, are you kidding? Do, do you want to, if, if not, get out of the C-suite and go out and visit your people and see what they're doing. 
So, you know, the reality is we, we have got to communicate more to the employee base so they get comfortable to understand what are we doing for the future. Look, right. COVID's going to be around for a while, so let's just get, get used to it and let's understand the vaccine that we have that we'll get. We hope to have by, you know, late, uh, probably early 2021, the possibility of it being extremely effective is not real high because they're doing it so fast. Remember I told you the average time takes four years. And this this one is the toughest one we've had in a, a long time. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's, and, and, and right now, uh, the saddest part is young people are are catching it, which usually it's people that are older, like me. So, you know, it, it, that's scary. You know, I mean, I, I, but here's the thing. I have a neighbor. He's a great young man, probably in his mid-30s, uh, but they're out playing, you know, in the pool. At, at, at night, and, and you know they got lots of people over, no mass, no nothing. So they got to be passing all that to each other. So they, they, they. I don't think they actually. A lot of them don't do it because they don't want to. I don't think they understand. They think they're impervious. I remember being young once too. I even played football, and I remember thinking, well, nothing can get me. Well, yes, this little thing, this little virus can do lots of damage to you. Right. I think this is great, Frank. Uh, we we really would like to continue this kind of conversation, obviously, because we're having okay. serious students. Just FYI, you guys, uh, on the screen, uh, interject a little bit here, there is a what's next, okay? And then you guys can use the same link to jump in the conversation again continue the conversation. This is very insightful, very educational. Series 2, Series 3 is next Friday, uh, August 14 and August 21 at the same time, 11 a.m. Frank, I really appreciate that. We really wish that uh, we can continue talking about leadership. It's very crucial right now. We do need ethical leadership these days. Uh, okay. I think also covered that a little bit. We are going to touch on and focus more on leadership, communication, and business infrastructure, how we're going to be dealing with the uh, you know, impacting the sustainability in that area. Because I, 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 for one, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, you know, we talk about this, I think, with you, Frank, about business process engineering back in the back in the uh, 80s, right? Um, I was yes. consulting organizations about change management. I mean, we're right now trying to completely change the infrastructure because it is outdated. <laughs> I think it's time right. right now about the house, right? Business exactly. models this change. You know, yeah, and it, take, it takes education, but also takes follow through. They have to go out exactly. and talk to the people. They right. got a video conference, the people. They got to have right. more of that. And that's what I'm insisting upon. Education system is so outdated right now. I mean, I, am, I think I, a lot of you are going to echo me saying this. Uh, we're going to touch on that the next series. So I really thank all of our panelists this morning. Uh, Dr. Sala, thank you so very much. If you're still here. Thank you so much, Doctor. If you can join us. I don't know if you can hear me, but I see her over there. 
it would be great if you can join us again. If not, then that's okay. We love when, it, when is uh, it comes right after this, or the I'm next sorry? meet? Is the next meeting is right after this, or is there a little delay, or what? Next Friday. Uh, the next. Oh, next Friday. Friday. Yeah, the next two Fridays, we're going to do the series two through three. Basically, continue our conversations, and okay. we're going to we're gonna collect more questions as well from the audiences. So, okay. I thank all of, thank you to all of our panelists, Dr. Sala, thank you so much, sir, and then Dr. Uh, Burke, who's gone already for another meeting. Um, Ramon, thank you so much for Netherlands. Now you can thank go you. back. <laughs> thank you very much. Take care. Sharp gun. Take care. Mohammed, thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. And hopefully you're enjoying the weather in Detroit. And also, of course, Frank, thank you. Enjoy the weather in Texas. I used to yeah, there, right? I apologize for <laughs> late. I tried everything to get on. I don't know what was going on. No worries. We're going to put you the first next time. How about that? The next series you can <laughs> yeah, Walk me through it. Great. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Love to have you back again. And okay. attendees, thank you so much. Those of you who are still joining us right now. Thank you, thank you for hanging on with me, with us, with all of us here. Very insightful. We hope to continue this insightful educational conversation soon. And there is a screen that's already on right now. Uh, you guys need, you know, want to sign up. Use the same um, link. And thank you all for the great panel today, for your time and expertise. All right, until next time, stay safe, stay vigilant. We're all in this together. God bless. Salamat. Salamat. Okay, guys, thank you. Happy Friday. Okay, see you soon. Take care of each other. Okay. Bye.
Hi, this is Ebony with I Do Her Saying Thank You. And I'm to volunteer some of our expertise and our services to iDare. Well, for this little guy. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.